Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast, and I hope you all are having a great week. Uh, in today's episode, we talk about the situation that I experienced out in Sedona, or actually it was in between Sedona and Flagstaff. Uh, about 10 days ago, Sierra was attacked by two German shepherds, and they ripped open her neck. Ended up that the incision that the vets had to make in order to repair her neck when she went into surgery it ended up being six inches long on the let's see i'm looking at it right now it's the left side of her neck and then she had another gash on top of her neck from where the german shepherds were were ripping at her neck there was one from behind and then then one was was attacking her from the front too i had the i got the one that was attacked from that was attacking her from the front and then uh, two other individuals one of which was the irresponsible owner uh was getting the other dog off of her that was attached to the or clamping down the back of her neck but anyway, I go into all those details here in this podcast and just talk about, you know, the 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 reason why it's important to always have your dog under control in the backcountry, not only for their safety, but for other people's safety and for your own safety. You know, if your dog's out attacking people and, uh, you know, that's never going to work. That's, that's just not going to that's not going to turn out well. So in this episode, we, we talk about that scenario and kind of talk about different things about what you can do to mitigate or, or minimize any time any type of uh, attacks happening to your animals when you're out in the back country or, or anywhere in general and uh and then i, I go into what i'm going to do going forward with the self-protection with firearms and and bear spray and knives and all that stuff going forward because you know i'm out there solo it's just me and sierra and what if what if uh, people roll up on me and want to do this instead of just dogs so um, the situation could have been really bad fortunately um, we got out of there I mean, it wasn't like Sierra was unharmed. She definitely was harmed, but you know, it was something that we could we could take care of, and she could get medical attention and get better. So, um, it was just it just sucked as a whole, and I'm just I'm still pissed off about it. I think it's just a fucking joke. The dog owner that had these dogs, knowing that he you know he knew they were aggressive, and oh yeah, they're fine. He's just a dipshit owner that doesn't take any responsibility for what he does. So I'm still pissed about it, and uh, go into the, this, go into a lot of detail with this, and then also too another thing to note um, at the end of the podcast, we talk about how Craig's uh, off-grid ranch got hit with uh, with lightning and caused over fifty thousand dollars worth of damage, and so that's going to be next episode after this one. So so be sure to stay tuned for that too. Uh, but anyway, we'll dive into the the episode here with Sierra and uh, uh, talking about the dog attack. And then the episode that we're going to upload after this in the next couple of days will be about the lightning strike at Craig's house. So thanks for tuning in. just got a report that um the the shorter route is like diarrhea the oh um, no yeah <laughs> so, the rain and, and and then the snow on top of it i imagine that's just a mess yeah and i i think that that section because it goes through the sage grouse protection area i don't mm -hmm. think that they put the um the mag chloride down which helps make the um you know the dirt a little bit more sticky it's probably the same consistency as the kind of, of mud after rain that you were experiencing in bear's ears. Yeah. It's just horrible. You can't even move in it. Yeah. It's yeah. That, so Mark, Mark, oh. just let me know. It was like diarrhea. Oh, well, <laughs> well that's the, sorry. So you're going to go back the, uh, the gold, uh, yeah. Gold, gold basin. basin. Yeah. They, I mean, it, it's, it's still going to be messy, but it's not going to be as messy. Looks, uh, I, you got your video going and it looks like you're, yeah. you're massaging your head there. Like you got, get, Dude, I, I got the CBD, um, cream and I'm, I'm putting it on my temples because I started working out again and my body's so freaking sore that I can't Interesting. even, I feel like, I feel like a 90 year old man. So if I put it on my temples right here and then also on my wrists, I forgot that the video is on though. Cause I was kind yeah. of no, I'm like, watching you like massage your head. I'm like, I'm I was like, like oh, I <laughs> you're like it's gonna be it's doing? gonna be this kind of podcast we haven't yeah, we haven't exactly. done one of these before <laughs> yeah exactly no but but it also too if i put it on my wrists you know right where the blood vessels are it uh it absorbs into your system pretty quick gotcha yeah so gotcha. i'm doing the wrist yeah. so i'll stop I doing still, this 
<laughs> yeah, doing the driving, you know, the the professional driving and all that. I I still have to um, I, I have to hold back on even you know really benign uses of of you know have CBD products like like that. I yeah. I can't I can't risk have. I can't risk peeing hot, regardless of the uh, the situation. Yeah, and on top of it too, you, you know, you don't want to um, leave to chance uh, your trust in a dispensary to say, "Oh, there's there's zero THC in it." Well, what if there's a little bit? Right. You know? Yep. And not enough to where you would feel anything, but enough to where you would you would uh, fail a drug test, and you know, you just don't want that. No doubt. It. Yeah. So. No, it's, that is the truth. Yeah. So tell me, um, tell me about how, tell me about how Sierra's doing. I, I guess, or or I don't even know how we 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 dive into the yeah. adventure of your last few days. Yeah, it's been crazy, man. She's doing really good now. Um, I can tell that she still has a lot of uh, uh, tightness around her neck because the back of her neck was where one of the German shepherds was holding her, like kind of like that fatty part on the back there. So that, but that, that German was holding her. And then the, the German that came from the front and got the front of her neck, that was the one that, that I, uh, you know, was able to grab right away. I, I think if I wouldn't have been there, she would have been a goner because it was going straight for her neck and it was a throat, it was like a, a throat grab. And it was right. a huge German shepherd, well over a hundred pounds. And, uh, so yeah, she's, she's bouncing back. She's really timid around dogs that are bigger than her and rightfully so. So that's why I came back here to Kansas was I wanted to, I wanted to have her be around dogs that were friendly and my mom's dogs are super friendly and they know her really well. And so I figured that'd be good for socializing her, you know, because right. I, I just felt like if I kept her on her own and then, you know how it is in the mountain towns, a lot of the dogs in the mountain towns are ranch dogs. So they have a tendency to bark. And if they have a really um, tenacious sounding bark, Sierra has a tendency to cower from that ever since the incident happened. And I didn't want her to be like shell shocked around other dogs. And so I thought if I came back here, she could at least be around, uh, Izzy and Sadie, my mom's dogs, who are super friendly, and they can run around the backyard while Sierra heals up because she still can't wear a leash right now because her neck is so jacked. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just really bad. And I, you know, it's like I, I, I I'm, I'm not sleeping very good because I keep on having nightmares about it. Because yeah. what happened was, is it was a guy that an acquaintance of mine. Um, I had camped with him once before, and at that time, one of his dogs, his dog. Uh, that he'd had for the longest time, the German Shepherd was actually friendly. But the problem was he got this new dog and that dog's super aggressive and the other dog follows the lead because it thinks that's the alpha. And so I knew that that other dog was aggressive. And I, when I saw him at the, at the meetup, right as I arrived last Friday, I asked him, I got out of the car by myself and I said, look, are, are your dogs safe now? You know, cause I know that they were aggressive a while back. No, 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 they're fine. I'm like, are you sure? He said, Oh yeah, yeah, they're fine. As soon as I let Sierra out of the vehicle, those dogs attacked. And they were going in for the kill. It took three of us to get two dogs off of her, three humans. And I had the biggest dog. And I don't know why I thought of this, but immediately when the dog charged her, I grabbed that dog's leash and I started turning it turtican style. And I had my hand, I had my hand underneath the leash and I just kept twisting and twisting until that dog started choking. And I think that was what got that dog to release the neck because it was going in for a full neck and I grabbed it and pulled it back and it nipped a little part of her neck. And that's what that huge cut is from. Okay. So, um, the doctor, the vet told me that it was really deep, that it was much deeper than what it looked and that she had internal <clears throat> injuries that they had to sew up. And then, and, and then, and then, uh, this, there's like two layers of stitches in there. And, um, you know, they said that they said, you know, just watch for an infection going forward, which is what I thought she had, but it, it wasn't an infection. It was just, it was a little bit of an infection, but it more, moreover, it was just still swelling from the, from the incident. So five days later, she's still really swollen. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating. Cause like, it doesn't have to happen. It, it's, this is all, um, this is a good discussion about, about being a responsible dog owner. Like, you know, even I have been at fault to where Sierra is off leash around camp. And this time she was on leash. Um, cause I wanted to make sure she was right there with me, you know, but, but for people that have dogs that have a tendency to be aggressive and even if it's just aggressive towards a certain type of dog or a certain type of individual, not, not everybody, you still need to keep those dogs on leash and especially dogs that can hurt people, you know, because the vet here and the vet in Flagstaff, both of them were shocked that that dog didn't attack me when I took it down, you know, and if that dog would have attacked me, I mean, heck the canines, the, 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 uh, 
the the teeth on that dog are like two inches long on that big German. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, that's, there's a reason why the police have those as their dogs. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're aggressive like that. And I've, and, and I know there's, there's been people that have always been like, oh, my German shepherd's the best. It never hurts anybody. I, I'm sure those people mean well. I've never once had a good vibe from a German. I've always thought like, oh, uh, you know, there's, I got to be on my best behavior, but I always have to have one eye on this dog because I always feel uncomfortable around him because they just, they're, they're just a different type of breed. You know, but, but in the right hands, they're a great, they're a great animal. You know, yeah. the, the thing is, is this person did not have any training on how to train them. Wasn't involved in their life very much, you know, works a full-time job. And of course, like most people, I mean, heck it's, things are expensive these days, so you can't fault him for that. But where I can fault the guy is that he actually, um, come to find out after this incident happened, I found out that there were three other incidents where his dogs have injured other dogs at meetups over the last three years. And it's like, that's a pattern. You know, and so, that's, so that's why I'm going the, the legal route and I've contacted the Maricopa County Police Department. I'm working with them. I haven't submitted all my stuff yet because I have to wait until all of my receipts are done. Is it, that, is it, uh, is it that, uh, old Sheriff George? Yeah. That's, that's, that's his turf, huh? Yeah, man. Maybe we'll get this guy out in some pink, some pink uniforms, picking up some trash. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Get, uh, have, have him. Uh, patrolling that border wall, you know, and yeah, no kidding, dude. Well, yeah. hey, man, he's, he's got the dogs for it. That's for yeah. <laughs> well, uh, walk me through a little bit more about like so 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 you're at this meetup um, uh -huh. of various campers. So what's that meetup about? And are there other campers around you that you know? Like, is it is it a really congested campsite, or is it more dispersed? Like how? How did it actually go down and how did other campers respond and engage after? And I, I imagine, I imagine after it all went down, like you were just like, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge with my dog. Oh, yeah. getting it to, so yeah. yeah. I totally out of there. Yeah. So, so I was actually the third person to show up. The, the, the person who organized the event, my, you know, my, uh, our, our friend, Marion, she organized the event, came up from Tucson, and it was above it was above Sedona. It was in between Sedona and Flagstaff on Forest Service Road 237. And there's four different areas in there where you can disperse camp, and we were in area number two. Okay. And so it wasn't it wasn't crowded at all. I mean, there were two other cars around, I think, um, other than our three vehicles, you know, with, with my vehicle being included in that. And so the I, I pulled up and got out by myself because I saw Bill's dogs. And, uh, you know, I saw Marion, my friend, and went up and said hello. And then um, went over and talked to Bill and just said, hey, are your dogs, you know, are they safe and everything? And, oh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. And, you know, and, he, and he had one of them on, on leash, the big one, but it got away from him immediately. And um, so that, that, that's how the thing went down. And then, I mean, immediately when it happened, I, as soon as I got Sierra free and Marion Marian and Bill were working to get Sierra free while well, I held the big one down because I bear hugged it from behind. Mm -hmm. And then I had, and then I had, I was choking it with the, with the, the, the collar, like using it as a turn. Put it, put it in the sleeper. Sleep yeah, I, I was watching, you know, I was getting, I've been watching a lot of Ric Flair videos. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding, man. Dude, I actually have been watching a much old school WWF video. So that's for another conversation about me being a loser, but, <laughs> but anyway. Oh man, that's, 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 that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I like the old, uh, the, all the old classics, but but no, but back to that though. So I, I held that big dog down while they got the other dog off of her, and you know, Marion had a bunch of bruises on her body. I've got bruises all over my body from that big animal, the the real big one fighting me. I've got a puncture wound on my leg, which I didn't even notice until the other day. Jeez. When I was taking a shower and then I ran my hand over and I thought, oh, wow, what's that? I looked down and there's a huge, looks like a nail, just kept on like a like a dog. Um, nail just kept on uh, like digging into my leg. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think it was pushing up against me when I was when I was holding it down. Because I mean, I was holding it down super hard. And the only reason that the vets can think of of why those dogs didn't attack me was they thought I was the alpha because I was so aggressive with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, that's, I mean, and I think that that's that's like probably one of the takeaways from this experience to pass on to others. And I whether it's a gut instinct or whatever, but like, I, I, I think you do have to adopt that alpha. Like I am going to rip the fuck out of yeah. you. Like oh, dude. And just take, take, take shit down. Yeah, man. You should, I mean, 
you should have seen me. I it it was immediate. I immediately grabbed that dog and I was jerking around, jerking it around as hard as I could. I actually lifted it up off the ground by its leash. You know, a hundred and what thirty pound dog or whatever. Right. Lifted it up and then slammed it on the ground and held it there and then bear hugged it and then kept choking it. Dude, it was quite a little like to, to keep with the WWF metaphor. <laughs> you 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 went a little Ricky G- Steamboat like Ricky yeah. Steamboat the the Dragon Steamboat on yeah, on yeah. it. Just hell, hell yeah, man! Top rope, you know, coming off of the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so because I I was like I I initially thought I was like okay well I'm gonna have to break this dog's neck and then yeah. and then go get the other dog off her because the other dog wasn't letting go of Sierra's neck and I was like. One one more second, and and I literally told myself, and in my mind, I'm like, I looked over and I looked at Sierra, and I saw the dog was still around her neck, and I thought, one more second, I'm breaking this dog's neck, and I'm over there, and r- literally a split second before I, because I, ha- I had a hold of the dog's snout, and I had a hold of the side of its head, and I was just gonna snap it, and right before that happened, they were able to get that dog off Sierra, so I didn't have to do it because yeah. I didn't want to. I don't want to kill a dog, sure, you know? especially because some owners being a dumbass and not taking care of them and not and not keeping them you know, protect, confined for their protection. Because I mean, you know, a dog's going to be a dog and especially a dog like that that's trained to, to be aggressive and, and be, you know, territorial and, and it's a smart dog. I mean, Germans are known for being very smart. So, you know, I don't fault the dog for that. Granted the dog's aggressive, but that's learned behavior. And, uh, you know, there's sometimes where dogs are broken and you can't rehabilitate them, but this guy has no business rehabilitating. He has no business owning a, a, German shepherd that hasn't, doesn't have a need to be rehabilitated. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, you get some of these people who think it's cute to have like, well, I've, you know, I've got a Rottweiler. Okay. Well, it's a 150 pound dog and you weigh 90. Do you really think you can control that thing? Like that's irresponsible as a person to own that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for them to put their faith in the dog, well, well, my dog's a good dog. Oh, okay. Well, until it kills somebody, you can say that, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, and I don't want to put you in a position where you're like, so I, I know you're, I know you're you're filing a lawsuit and and moving forward with um, you know taking legal action. So I don't want to put you in a position where you're uh, you know I, I'm I'm sure there's boundaries that you need to um, adhere to to just not messy up or muddy up that that legal process. Right. But I am I'm curious. So so in the aftermath of this event obviously you had communications some communication with him uh-huh. and i'm sure you've had communication with marion and and whether there were others around and so what what's what's your information gathering process on all of this stuff and and how is it how is it relevant because again i you know i, I i've got a little dog i mean you yeah. and i i don't there's no one I there's no one I trust as far as you know I will always pick up my dog if I sense any threat mm-hmm. and and then people are like oh my dog's friendly I'm like yeah I don't I don't care what you say like I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. you know I, I couldn't that, give yeah. I couldn't give a shit what you say I'm not going to you know take your word for it until I suss out the uh, the situation yeah um but yeah so what can you give kind of a pathway to others out there as to how do how do you go about the information collection process in in dealing like with something like this and in if yeah. you're going to you know approach legal legal action mm-hmm. yeah so what i did uh, was i just called the police and said hey i just want to report this cuz i feel like it's a threat to to uh, just the general public because he lets his dogs roam free and so they put me in touch with the animal control officer and that's the individual who will look into the issue and then see if there's actually charges to be filed. Uh, luckily in this situation, there was a witness that was standing right there. who witnessed the whole thing. You know, I've got the, the veterinarian, the two vet bills. Well, no, three, three vet bills now, you know, that show the mm-hmm. uh, surgery expense. And then I've got, you know, hotel expenses for having to keep her in a hotel because the doctors were like, don't, don't go out camping with her, even just one roll in the mud and it can get totally, yeah. Weird. You know, aside to keep her inside while we were traveling back to Kansas and all that stuff. And so, uh, from what 
the officer told me that the animal control officer, he just said, look, you know, it, it, it takes like a couple of weeks just to gather everything. He said, we have to get witness statements and so on and so forth. He said, then on top of it too, you want to submit all of your medical uh, expenses and any expenses related to this because you'll be reimbursed um, according to, you know, what we'll go after. And then, uh, you know, we'll go after the, the he's, he's like, you know, we'll go after the, um, I can't remember what the charge was. It was basically like aggressive, aggressive dogs unsupervised is kind of what it was, but I can't remember the technical term, but, uh, basically he's like, you know, that's, that's typically what this, this is. And, um, and then, uh, you get reimbursed for all of your hard costs and then anything above and beyond that you can take them to court. And that's what I'm going to do is to continue on after I get the hard costs covered because just the inconvenience of it and the irresponsibleness, I want this person to remember this incident so that hopefully in the future, if they, if they are able to retain ownership of the dogs and, and guardianship of the dogs, then maybe they'll think twice about letting them off leash or taking them to a meetup when they know that they've attacked four other dogs. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know? So uh, is that, you know, are, are you, um, are you involved in the process? So is it an independent evaluation as to whether he gets to keep the dogs? Is that going to be a direct outcome of your legal action? Is that, so is that like in the sheriff's hands in, in the animal controls hands at this point? Like yeah. what, how, how does that, how does all that go down? Yeah, that's all in their, their control. I think, First off, what they'll find that they go through a number of different checks to see if the dogs are, you know, up on their vaccines and, you know, if they're registered, all, all those different things. Um, I don't know what the specific laws are in, in Maricopa County. I'm just not familiar with them. But from what the guy told me, he said there's a number of different things that we go through to check and see if the animals are are safe and so on and so forth. And he said, you know, the first thing is, is just to get this on record, which is, that's why I filed it. Cause the, the three other people that had their dogs attacked before they didn't file anything. And so I thought, you know, I've got to, I've got to do something to try and break this pattern. He's going to hurt somebody else. So he's going to hurt somebody else's dog and possibly even a, even a human, you know? So it's just, I mean, I'm exhausted, you know, I'm fucking yeah. mentally drained. I, I feel like a bad dog owner for Sierra. I, I was horrified when it was going on. She was yelping like crazy. And then, uh, and then she just, then she just went mute with this faraway look in her eye where that dog had a, had a uh, hold of her neck and her, and her head was like cocked to the side. And I'm like, get her the fuck off. I'm like, get that fucking dog off her while I was holding the big one down. And I, like I said, I just about snapped that dog's neck. Now in hindsight's 2020, you know, I have a firearm and I also have multiple knives and bear spray. What I would have done first was bear spray. Second would have been knife and third would have been firearm. Yeah. So going forward, my younger brother actually was attacked on a job site in Nashville when he was redoing a house for a remodel. And um, the police officer actually informed him, said, hey, you know, when a dog comes up to attack you like that, you can usually get them away from you initially. And if you stick your forearm out, that's what they'll attack. Now, granted, that's going to hurt. And you're going to get injured on your forearm, but it's better than getting it on the neck or anywhere else in the body. And with the forearm, they're away from your body and you can defend yourself. Right. And he, ex he explained that there are these type of pocket knives that you can get that are spring loaded, not like a switchblade. It's, you know, it's a, it's not an illegal knife. They're actually, they're legal. And they're clips that you can put on either one of your pocket. It just looks like a money clip, you know, in your pocket. And then whatever arm you have, if you have one in each of your pocket, then you can use that hand to grab in and grab it and use it for self-defense if needed. While your yeah. other arm is being is being negated is being held up by the dog. Now, I mean, it sucks to even talk about that stuff because I don't ever want to do that, yeah. you know. But if it comes down to like Sierra, Sierra's life, or some unknown dog that just ran up on me in the middle of nowhere, well, that's an easy choice. Heck yeah, you know. And uh, and and it's just what it is. It all of it comes down to irresponsible um, owners. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. And so. Um, you know, I, I think the lesson for me is be more cognizant of my surroundings, make sure that I have my bear spray on me at all times, because that'll, that'll stop any, any canine dead in its tracks, you know, and if it keeps coming, then obviously it's crazed and probably diseased or something like that. And then you can put it down, but you know, I just don't ever want to get to that spot. It's just, it sucks to even think about it. And it's, that's what's frustrating about this is like, you know, the whole weekend was going to be a great weekend with friends and it was a meetup from people from all over the country. And, you know, I was looking forward to seeing people and hanging out all weekend. And by Friday at noon, I was in the, 
um, pet hospital in Flagstaff having Sierra operated on. God, yeah, it's such a nightmare, nightmare yeah, situation. I'm, I'm really thankful that that she seems to be on the mend, and and you've been able to get her the good care that, that yeah. she needs. She's gonna be, she's gonna be fine. You know, she's a dog. I think dogs bounce back pretty good. She's got, I think she's gonna be apprehensive around larger dogs, and rightfully so. The thing is, is I'm gonna have to keep myself in check and not like overreact if a dog steps to us, because I, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go to the nth degree of protecting her and look like a freaking psycho out there. But at the same time, I don't ever want that to happen again. So I'm gonna have to find that that good balance. And maybe the balance is like, hey, just keep your dog over there. It's cool, you know, until I get to know the person, and just just kind of. Uh, just just have like a really thorough screening process of any new dogs that come around that look like they may be a threat. Now, if a dog comes up and it's like a puppy and it's got its tail wagging and stuff like that, it's, that's fine. <laughs> you know? Right. But, but if it's a German that's, you know, a, or, or a King German that's 150 pounds and it's coming at me real fast, like, well, you're going to get, you're going to eat a big old bear spray sandwich. And yeah. After that, and then after that, if it doesn't work, then, you know, all bets are off and you're going down. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait for an incident to happen. And I actually, I talked to the Maricopa County police department about that. And I asked him, I said, generally speaking in this area, if a dog steps to me like that again, or comes running up and I have no idea who it is or, or, you know, it has a real aggressive stance and looks like it's going to attack. Am I, can I defend myself with lethal, lethal force? And he said, absolutely. You don't have to wait to be attacked. He said, if a dog's coming at you and you don't know what the dog is and that dog looks aggressive and it's coming fast, he said, you're welcome to put it down. He said, it has to be within reason, but if it's going to attack you, then you have a reason. Yeah. You know, he said, no, if you're walking along camp and you shoot a dog, because you're going to go to jail for that. <laughs> you know, he said, yeah. you, you can't, you can't just go, go around killing animals. He said, but if you're, if you are in imminent danger, you bet. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I, I mean, and, and I, I juxtapose that, that interaction that you had with the one, you know, where where you, I, and Chris had met up in, uh, in bear's ears. And I was telling you the other day that, that, you know, she was worried. So Chris's dog is a a pit mix, a pit bull mix. And she's, you know, she's, I kind of consider her like a, a a ranch farm animal woman. I, she's one of those people that, you know, like animals better than she does humans, but Mm -hmm. that's another story. Um, but you know she that's the first thing on her mind when she even even the thought that she was going to be because i told her you know well we're going to be up with my friend brian he's got a dog and her first thought was i need to make sure that my dog and and his dog are are okay and i got to keep them on leash and and i've got a muzzle and that was just that was the dominating thought. And then when, when we actually all got together and, you know, you had your Sierra was walking around, you know, doing her thing. And, uh, Chris had her dog out and, and had him on leash. And then I, I, I can't remember how it came about, but we had kind of a group consensus, like, Hey, like, let's get Sierra on leash too, mm-hmm. so that we can have this be a friendly introduction. And I think that there, if I remember correctly, there was a little bit of like, there, there was a little, little bit of bad juju between them. And then that goes immediately, you know, you guys went off to your corners and it was just like, okay, that was a good interaction. Like, let's mm-hmm. keep it, um, you know, we'll go from there. And mm-hmm. I, I just, that's, that's the kind of introduction that I just, you know, I, I'm not a perfect dog owner in, in any respect, but I think the more that you spend time with your dog and the more that you interact with other dogs and you start thinking about it and, and hearing about experiences like this, like it really, you can't take these things for granted. You, you mm-hmm. really have to follow whether you think your dog is the friendliest dog in the world, it doesn't freaking matter. Like animals are animals and they, they, they sense, they, they, they've got a whole different sensory system mm-hmm. and it just, you, you, you got to keep these things on leashes. And I thought that that was a perfect example of how to introduce two dogs. Oh, absolutely. And go along great after that. Yeah, no, they were yeah, like but, best friends. Yeah. Like the second, like the second time we brought them together, all of a sudden the tail started going, they started sniffing butts and, you know, and everything was fine. And, and I thought that was a good way to, 
to do the intro. And I think also too that like that first one when they when they each one of them the hair stood up on their back just a tad bit, and we we're like, okay, let's separate them. And so we just yeah. did immediately. And it was like I think they knew that like okay, like I hope that Sierra when she sees some other dog with a human, they think like, oh well, that's that's their Brian. You know, that's that dog's mm-hmm. Brian. Like, I hope that that, I don't, I don't ever know if a dog would ever think that, but, uh, and I would hope the other dogs would think that too. Like, oh, well, that dog's with him. Like, and this dog is friends with my owner. So I don't know if they, if dogs ever make that connection, but I would hope so. I think but, so. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, I just think that that socializing together on leash when you're first getting together, I think is a, is a great idea for if there's, if there's even in, in just one iota of suspicion that things may go south. And, uh, and, and I think too, you know, in the back country, uh, I'm not going to be nearly as inclined to let Sierra roam free like she used to around camp. Uh, cause if she was 20 feet from me, she would have been dead. Yeah. Like it was that fast. That's terrifying. Yeah. So I, luckily I was literally right there next to her and those dogs, I mean, dude, it was crazy. Like, the, like, Oh, it was just, it was horrifying. Like I have never been so horrified in my life. And like, I go, I just re I replay it in my mind all the time. Heck, yeah. it's usually, in, usually in the middle of the night. And I just get so frustrated thinking like, like what a dumbass. like, is, you know, this has happened time and time again before and this person still doesn't do anything about it, you know? And, and yet other people are the ones that are paying the price, not only physically, but, or not, not, not only financially, but emotionally. And then your dog's paying the price, you know, the price emotionally and physically. And it's just, it's so unnecessary. It doesn't have to happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's frustrating about the whole deal. But it's been great. Like the outpouring of support. So many people have reached out and uh it's nice to see all everyone care about about Sierra the way, you know, like oh yeah. It, it, it makes you feel good. Yeah, and I you know, it it also I think from you know, an etiquette standpoint, I I've come to the place in my own head where I've got zero qualms being a dick to yep. another dog owner like if another dog owner is like oh yeah we should let him meet like oh my dog's friendly is your dog friendly? like no my dog's not friendly like yeah. i'm i'm and neither am i don't talk to me yeah. <laughs> like i i i've got like as time goes on i got zero reservation in just being a total dick about like get your dog away from me like you yeah. know like in i you know in the past i maybe I had a little bit of insecurity, like, Oh, I don't want to be a dick and I don't want to overreact, but mm-hmm. you know what? You just don't know. You, you just, you can't judge people by what they say and, and how I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, until that, that etiquette and respect has been demonstrated, you can't make that assumption. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, in my mind, I have zero hesitation and just being a dick and being, yeah. you know, like stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Well, and, and this was an eye opener to me too. You know, I started thinking, okay, well, this is just dogs. So what happens if three, three people roll up on me and want to do this to me? You know, I mean, that's, that's, that could happen. And I, and I don't want to sound like a paranoid crazy person, but you know, it got me thinking like, I need to be prepared for all situations, not just if this happens to my dog. You know, so yeah. I, you know, it's unfortunate that the, that's the world we live in. Heck, you turn on the news and you see crap going on every day. That's, that's horrible. And you just think like, man, I just, I just want to live in peace. Like I want to live in peace. I don't want any conflict. I don't want, yeah. you know, I don't want dogs coming in. And talking. That's, that's why I live this. That's why we live yeah. this way. Yep. You know, we, we, want, we want the peace. We want the serenity. We want the wide open landscapes. We don't want to be troubled with somebody with their bullshit dogs that, you know, is it, that's an, it's a, that, that is an easy solution. You know, it's an easy solution. Put them on leash. Done. Yep. Yep. Ab- so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm right there with you with respect to like, I'm, you know, we, we talked about it in, in one of our last podcasts, you know, that, that book, a stranger in the woods and, and that, um, mm-hmm. that hermit. And I, you know, I, I, I'm, hey not, there? I'm, I'm here. Are you able to hear me? Are you? Hey, Craig. Yeah, yeah. So I went, I went ahead and checked, and and all the recordings are there from the last one, so we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I forget what I was saying. Um. I, was saying, I think we. I was saying I think, something. Yeah, I think we, we we were just basically just talking about how, um, you know, just just being prepared for different situations and 
and how it kind of sucks to have to be that way. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, and I was bringing in the reference of like you know we you that book, uh, Stranger in the Woods. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, I I I relate a lot to the guy's impulses and whatnot, but I, I'm not that much of a hermit. And people, you know, maybe maybe people haven't read the book, but it's about this this um, guy in Maine who ended up. Um, essentially checking out of society for 30 years and he didn't have any interaction uh, with any, any humans for that amount of time. And yeah, I, 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 I share that mentality of wanting my independence and I just don't, I, I maybe, maybe it's just, I'm a sensitive person or whatnot, but I don't, I really don't like being overstimulated by so much human activity. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a huge reason why I, I kind of got out of city life and got out of corporate life and, and pursuing a simpler life. And um, that, you know, you were talking before about feeling the need to have a more you know, self-defensive mindset because of this kind of thing, whether it's dogs or humans. And um, yeah, it's a sad thing that, that we need to think about things that way. But I don't know, you know, you, you, you know, I, I think both you and I have um, uh, probably listened to and followed Jocko Willink you know, the, that, that ex Navy SEAL who's wow. jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. And, you know, to, it's, it's kind of like, um, Winston Churchill's, um, you know, the, the motto that is attributed to him, you know, walk softly, but carry a big stick. Yeah, and, exactly. Just be prepared, but don't ever want to go there yeah, unless it's absolutely and, necessary. And I think that there's there's something to be said that carries themselves. You know, someone who carries themselves with the confidence that they know that they can defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you know, they're sending that vibe out so people don't mess with them, right? And so, and and um, I think naturally, people just look at my five seven towering stature and they're like that is that is not a dude to fuck with uh, so they, they stay away from me you know so far and, and rightly they should i mean i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty intimidating um but yeah I, i've thought you know I, i've got a good friend of mine uh back in connecticut and and he's always been the fighter mentality he's the kind of guy that i want on my side in a fight like if mm. like he's the dude that will just you know wreck everybody you yeah. know, have your back and and you know he's definitely encouraged me to check out the the jujitsu and and whatnot and i i yeah. that that does interest me um, yeah me too and that's actually something i plan to get into if i ever if i ever kind of stick around one area that has that yeah i'd love to get, I'd love to get into that. i definitely am i i'm de definitely back in the gym now um because i just i haven't really been lifting weights at all for the last couple of years i used to lift weights all the time so i want to get back into regularly doing that and just get my body built back up and just start. Um, but I'd like to get back into some of those self-defense things and, and just um, also, you know, with the firearm stuff, just make sure I'm, I go through continual training with that. Cause I, I think that when you're talking about a knife um, or any sort of like a, you know, bear spray knife, whatever, I mean, that's, it's, of course a knife can be lethal, but it's not, not always, you know, it can be more like intimidating stuff, but a gun, you don't want to mess with that. And so yeah. I, I think that for anybody who, um, entertains the idea of getting that level of protection, you know, you, you got to make sure you go through training and, and, and go through the extensive training. Don't just take the minimum because, you know, uh, some of the podcasts I was listening to, there was a guy that was talking about, it was on, I think it was on Joe Rogan. No, no, it was on uh, the, the Man Eater podcast, the one about that with Steve Ranella, about the one with the, with the gal that got attacked by the grizzly I was telling you about. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and, uh, and that, that's the guy who's the uh, outside magazine contributor writer. He's awesome to listen to. But anyway, he was talking, and he was like, I've been with gone to go camp and, and hunt with Navy SEALs and all those things and, and rangers and different people that are trained. And he goes, even those people will tell you, 
out of the thousands of repetitions they've done in those scenarios that are that are high intensity, high stress scenarios that simulate combat type situations, they said even with their training of doing that, they'll still get in those situations and sometimes they'll forget what to do. Mm-hmm. So if you you have to think if you have minimal training of self defense, you're not going to be able to replicate that when the when the incident actually happens. So it's like that's where I think the continual training and education of any sort of weapon is is important because. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take on that responsibility, you need to fully own it. And I think in order to fully own it, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, I I agree. I, and I'd love I'd, I'd love to have that amount of time. Or um, I mean, maybe it'll maybe it'll come. Who who knows mm-hmm. what'll happen? Yeah, I actually looked. I looked in Gunnison to see if there was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu place, but there there was uh, one. I, I, there was one, I guess. But I I don't know. Maybe it just didn't take off or something. Okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't looked at that. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, Gunnison is, Gunnison is definitely a gun town. Oh um, yeah. Well, most of those mountain towns are anybody that goes out in the back country like that. And especially the people who live out in the middle of nowhere, I mean, everybody's yeah. got them, you know, I mean, yep. heck, you got moose out there that are, that, that can be 10 to 12 feet tall and bears when they stay on their hind legs can be eight feet tall. I mean, <laughs> You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna sweet talk those animals, especially, uh, no. especially during peak season, man. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 definitely no bear whisper or moose whisper or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> nothing, nothing that. Yeah, but but you know, I I uh, just the whole situation that was Sierra, it just really was a wake up call. So I think moving forward, it was uh, an alert for me to be more mindful of my surroundings, and then if I have a bad vibe, just say, hey man, doesn't work for me, and just leave. It goes yeah. somewhere else. You know, yeah. it's not like, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. Um, it's certainly not worth, you know, you're seeing your animal and your, your beloved pet go through such a harrowing experience. And then also putting yourself in a situation where if that dog would have reared back and got me on the neck, you know, very well could not be talking to you today. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, I, I remember living in, you know, when I was living in Hawaii, there's, you know, the, the skin diving is actually really popular. So that's, that's where you're, that's where these guys, like they go spear fishing and what have you, and they can be underwater for like, you know, three, four five minutes. And they're just hanging out. It is. But then there was, there was like this, you know, OC 16 Hawaiian channel. And they, they were having a conversation with one of the guys that do these, you know, these dives a lot. And the conversation came up about sharks and the guy was like, Oh, bro, you just have to punch him in the nose and punch him in the gulls. Like, like where, where do you get the, you know, the mindset? How do you just not instantly shit your pants? You yeah, know, okay, in a shark? How do you have the wherewithal? Like, Oh, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to punch the, the shark in the nose and then punch it in the gull, like the gills like that. Yeah. Is, that's some that's some next level shit right there. That's, yeah, dude, I'm, totally. I'm not there right now. Well, but, but you know, everybody's got that plan. Well, if a bear rushes me, I'm, I'm sorry, but if a bear rushes you, you're gonna you're, you're gonna have so much adrenaline and shit oh flowing through your God. body. You're gonna be thinking a million miles a minute, and you're not gonna be thinking about your your strategy that you dreamed up when you were sitting at your coffee room table having breakfast. Uh, yeah, no, and that's like you were talking about before that that muscle memory that you know thousands mm-hmm. of repetitions of what you're going to do where it's not even a thinking action anymore. It's, it's right. just, it's a, just reaction. It, yeah. It's a, it's an instinctual one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel, I feel good about how positive, how quickly I reacted and how strong I reacted, but I just wish I would have done more. I wish I, I, what I wish was, I wish I just wouldn't have gone to the meetup, you know, obviously. Yeah. I well, 2020 and that stuff, but yeah. But, uh, but it's like I said, it's a good wake up call for me, and and you know I I think that uh, living like this, we we don't have like a, our fenced in backyard where our dogs can roam, and we know for sure like everything's going to be fine. And so you know I think that uh, maybe I was a little too lax about it, and I, going forward that won't happen again. Yeah, and, and nor nor do I want that fenced in like quote unquote controlled and. Ah, uh, is it happening again? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Are you able to hear oh, me? Oh no, there you are. There you are. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, um, you just said you just said and more, and then yeah. Oh, and, and nor do I want that controlled, fenced-in environment. I mean, that's why you know I, I don't want to live in these little boxed cubicle 
suburban subdivision vibes and whatnot. I I want to have, you know, more open space and, and, and back and forth, but you know, with that does come more risk and, and more responsibility to just handle yourself. And I mean, frankly, I give you a lot of credit. Like I, I, I mean, I, if you actually thought through the process, like when you were wrestling that dog, like the only thing that I can have in my, like I, I just instantly visualize myself snapping that dog's neck or doing everything that I could mm-hmm. to snap that dog's neck. Um, so I give you a lot of credit in, in any amount of the restraint because I, I wouldn't yeah. have given a second thought to the live of that dog. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why I hesitated to be honest. I mean, I, I held it down and I thought, and I thought, okay, those two can get that dog off her. And then I'm just going to get out of here, mm. you know? And, uh, of course, hindsight, I, I wanted, I want to slice those dogs into and go beat the shit out of the owner. Yeah. But, but you can't do that. I mean, it's just not, that's not something that, uh, if I did that, then, then the situation would be flipped. The police would be coming after me, um, for assaulting him when it was his dogs, you know, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not that sort of person. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that spot. And so, um, so yeah, it's just the situation all around just sucks. And I'm, I'm just exhausted. I just keep, I don't sleep. I'm not sleeping well. I just keep waking up at night and thinking about her and stuff. And it's just kind of like a nightmare that goes over my head. And, and you know, it's, it just, I, I, people probably think too, like, Oh, come on, just get over it. She'll be fine. But it's like, until you go through something like that and you see your dog just being ripped apart in front of you by these massive animals, like that sucks. That's horrible. And for anybody who has gone through it, they know just how heartbreaking it is. And it just rips your gut out. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you and I being in the situation that we are, you know, unmarried, mm-hmm. no kids, like those, those dogs are our kids. I mean, yeah, so I, totally. I think that there's, there, there really is a, the, the, the closest analogy is if, you know, someone's kid was, was getting chewed up by, by, uh, by another dog. And, yeah. um, that, that I, I can totally understand your, the trauma, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, a little, you, little you know, PTSD. Well, well, and, and on top of it too, I mean, this thought actually crossed my mind. I'm like, if they kill that dog, I'm, I'm, I'm killing all three. Like, like, like I, like I, like I, I know, I know that I would have lost it and I'm glad that didn't go that route. Cause I, unfortunately, you know, a, a big, like I was telling you on the phone the other day, a big reason why I stay in the back country alone is because I can control that environment. And when people screw with me, I can have a tendency to go off. Cause I, I, I just, I just absorb it. I just absorb, absorb, absorb. And then ultimately I hit a breaking point. And if, and if they would have taken her out at that point and, and Sierra would no longer be there, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trust myself in that situation. So, so that's why immediately when I got her away from those dogs, I immediately put her in the truck and just sped away from the camp. So I'm like, I don't want to be around here because I'm too much of a hothead for this. And I'll kick this guy's ass, if not worse. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 So that, that was something where at least I know myself well enough to leave when stuff like that happens. And I just, I just pull the Irish exit. I don't say anything. I just go. Yeah, no, I'm, so, I'm, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. So. Well, what do you say? Um, what do you say we do another podcast here um, about your? I want to do a separate one about your the lightning that just struck the the off grid monastery and freaking fried the entire electrical thing and how the how you saw like arcs of of energy going through the air and stuff like that because you were there when it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a situation where I, I've got to start thinking about heading into town, and, um, but I, I'm, I'm next episode. I, I am absolutely interested. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, you know that that was my return from Bears ears. It was 15 minutes after I arrived, and oh, freaking house got struck by lightning. And then, yeah, dealing with it since then. Um, there's there's a decent chance that there's there's over fifty thousand dollars worth of damage um, done done to the place and it is it's truly wow. like the more that I think about it it is truly a miracle that I I did not get fried wow. um, so yeah let's let's talk about that the the next episode okay um, yeah we'll get that queued up in the next couple of days yeah a little uh, a little foreshadowing for the audience out there it's gonna be a good <laughs> yeah. one That's right. next episode's gonna be good don't want to miss it. That's right. Let's uh, let's keep let's let's keep cranking out the episodes, and um, I I'm still yeah I'm I'm still definitely interested in finding other cool people to interview. I actually have a buddy yeah. of mine that um, 
that that I want to get on soon. So we'll yeah, and I, and I want to hit up a bunch of people when I'm at the outdoor re- retailer show in Denver the last week of June. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of outdoor people there, so it'd be great to see if I can sit down with some people and do some podcast. Yeah, right on. So if 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 people are listening and have different ideas as to who might want to uh, step up, and and even if there's a person out there that that wants to step up and 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 talk about their own experience in in nomad living hit us up and um let's get to know each other definitely definitely dude well cool man we'll jam on into town hopefully the the commute isn't too messy yeah it <laughs> so, just started it just started around, it man. just it actually just started dumping again so oh, did it really yeah so we'll okay uh, welcome welcome to, to to may in colorado yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> Winter's not over yet, dude. <laughs> no, no, not by a long shot. Cool. All right, dude. Well, have a good day, and uh, let's catch up in the next few days. Sounds good. All right, later, dude. Yeah.